411Live. Where you can learn about issues that affect us every day. Real people, real talk. Made to help people in our community in every way. For your girl. Have you ever felt like life is good? Really good. You're happy. Things couldn't get any better. And then the unexpected happens and it throws you for a loop. Or you're in a situation that's difficult. A crisis. A a tragedy. But you feel like... You can handle it because of that challenge, that unexpected thing that happened before. It prepared you. And you think about it and you think, oh, God, I can get through this because of that. But when you were in that, it was terrible. Hello, everyone. I'm Beverly Taylor. This is the 411 Live. Real people, real talk. We're going to talk about the storms in, in life and how do you overcome and a whole lot of other things because I have a special guest with me. Very honored, Pastor Julius R. Malone, pastor teacher of New Testament Church of Milwaukee and my pastor. So welcome to you. Thank you. Glad to be with you. I... Something, you know, I was thinking about podcast guests, and you popped up in my mind. And I was like, I don't know if he'll do it, but I'm going to ask him. What did you think when I said, I want you to be a podcast guest? I look for God in everything. Okay. And uh, I have a, yesterday was an extremely busy day, Mm. the busiest day that I've had in a long time. This week is the busiest week that I've had in a long time. And so I just felt that this was of God. And and, and, and that's how I roll. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Is is I look for God in everything. And and if I sense that God is in something, uh, then uh, I'll say yes to it. Mm -hmm. Um, I got a call from Pastor Dwight McKissick in... Arlington, Texas, and, and they, I was asked to do their vacation Bible school, which I've done for years, but for the past two years, I've not taken any speaking engagements, and, and uh, after my wife's passing, I really don't care to travel anymore. I've been everywhere in the world that I want to go, so there's nowhere in the world that I want to go that I haven't been. Yeah. And, um, and so, as, and, and I, I don't care to take any inv- engagements anywhere right now, mm-hmm. I'm just just don't care to do that, don't care to travel. But um, again, I look for God in everything. And as I was praying about whether or not I should take this engagement, it, right away it just came to my mind is that Pastor McKissick jumped through all kinds of hoops to be at my wife's funeral. Mm. I mean, he went through a lot to be at my wife's I stopped praying. <laughs> I can't say no to this, you know. Yeah. And so right away, that was I just saw that as God saying, "Yes, take this, take this engagement." And so that's kind of how I, I, I do things. And so when you call, um, anybody else had called me, Beverly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it was, I'm no too busy. I've I've got a deacon's ordination tomorrow. I've got to prepare a charge for the deacons. I've got to prepare a charge for the congregation, and uh, there's just a number of things that I. Oh wow! I have to do, and then of course I have my message 
yeah. over the weekend. But anyway, I, I believe that uh, the Lord put it on your heart to call me. Yeah. And, uh, and so I said yes, because I believe the Lord wants me here. Well, I'm honored. I am truly honored. And one of the reasons why I wanted you here, because you're an excellent preacher, teacher. I mean, you know the Bible and you can recite, you know, half of the Bible. <laughs> um, but, you know, during your messages, you tell stories, uh, illustrations from your, your life. And I was like, you know, more people could benefit from this. Not, it resonates with people, other people's experience. And they think, oh, wow, that kind of happened to me. And I kind of yeah, thought right, that way. Right. And if it happened to him, you know, it just validates things yes, for them. Yes. Um, so I, I'm like a little kid. Tell me a story. You know, so <laughs> I just want to kind of go through some of the things that you tell that, that stick with me. Okay. And, and you know, uh, that are important to me. Okay. One story that you tell that I always find interesting is when you were a child and you were your your sister who was older, right. you went to work with her right. at a fortune teller's house. Right. <laughs> tell me that story. <laughs> well, first of all, Proverbs, and, and I'm amazed at, um, uh, you know, truths that I see in psychology and psychiatry. I see it in the Bible. Mm-hmm. I mean, all truth is, is God's truth. And uh, in Proverbs... In Proverbs uh, uh, 23, 7, as he thinketh in his heart, so is he. And uh, Proverbs eighteen twenty one, life and death are in the power of the tongue. Now, in, in socio- sociology, uh, one of the things that I remember from sociology, and of course my degrees are in, in, in social work, but we get our image of ourselves from our significant others, mm-hmm. people that are significant to us. Uh, it can be, and it can be anybody. It, it can be a friend. It can be a relative. It can be a mother, a father, a grandmother. It can be anybody that's significant to you. That is where you get your image of yourself. And so if your significant others are telling you negative things that you're going to be a fool, you're going to be a nobody, you're going to be like your Uncle Jack, you're going to be a drug dealer, or you're going to be a gang member, you're going to be a prostitute. I mean, if, 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 if someone is, t- if your significant others are telling you right. that, then uh, that gets yeah. into your subconscious. Yeah, you internalize it. it you, exactly. And, and, and in the Bible, many of the places, not everywhere, but many of the places where the Bible uses the word heart, I, I believe is what the psychiatrists and the psychologists call the subconscious. Yeah. And, um, and, 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 it's so that, and that's what controls us once it, it get, gets there. Now, we can control to a certain extent what gets into our subconscious, but once it's there, we can no longer control it. Proverbs um, 4.23, guard your heart, your subconscious, with all diligence, for out of it your subconscious are the issues of life. And then in Mark chapter 7, 21 and 22, Jesus said, from, far from within, out of the subconscious, Evil thoughts, adulteries, fornications, theft, murder, all of these things are from the subconscious. So you have to guard, guard get, right. you know, what gets into there. 
And it, I'm not surprised today if, you're, if people are spending their time watching uh, violent movies, pornography, profanity, and movies tend to be filled with them, and that gets into their subconscious, then that's what's going to come out. Luke uh, 6, 46, for from, within, uh, for from within, out of the heart, out of the subconscious, come evil thoughts. Now, my grandmother, who was a significant other for me, mm-hmm. She would affirm me so highly that it was actually embarrassing. You know, she would like this, I mean, especially to Caucasians, you know, this is my grandson, and uh, he's going to finish college. Uh, he's going to wear a necktie. That's why I put on a necktie today. I thought, thought about, and we call it Big Mama. Uh-huh. And, uh, and he's going to wear a necktie. He's going to sit behind a desk. He's going to have a pencil behind his ear. <laughs> and when I grew up, a pencil behind the ear, that meant that you were going to have an office job. You were going to be a supervisor. You were going to be, a, they, you, as they would say, you were going to be a big wheel. Right. <laughs> okay? And so she just poured that into me. And uh, when I went with my sister, you know, to a sister, you know, she was a maid, and she was going to clean up the house and so on. I accidentally stepped on the plant of uh, this lady that was supposed to be a fortune teller. And uh, she sat me down and she said, you young man, you're not gonna amount to anything. You're gonna be a nobody. I mean, she just went on and on and on with just negative things that I was gonna be and everything. But you see, Big Mama canceled all of that. Yeah. I mean, everything, (laughs) her name was Mrs. Ann. Big Mama canceled everything that Mrs. Ann said because Big Mama was my significant other, and Big Mama said I was going to finish college. I'm the only one in my family who did. Big Mama said that I was going to wear a tie. When I was a social worker, many times it'd be over 90 degrees, and my coworkers <laughs> would want, man, why are you wearing a necktie? Big Mama said I would. <laughs> right. And a lot of times I wore a necktie just because Big Mama, Big Mama. said yeah. I would, you yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and, uh, and uh, I've been a supervisor. And uh, in other words, every single thing that Big, Big Mama, Mama said I would do, I did. Right. And, 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 so, and, and the, 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 the story, the moral of the story here, or the lesson here, is be careful about what you say to your children, your grandchildren, or whoever it is. If you are, if you're a school teacher and you are a significant other, what you say, it it it, it goes a long way. Mm-hmm. What you say is very, it's profound. It, it can be a gang. It, I don't. It doesn't matter who yeah. whoever is significant to you. And uh, I remember in Ben Harbor, Michigan. I think it was my eighth grade teacher. I, I was the only black in the class, and I, I've had, a, in fact, most of my classes, I was the only black in the class. Uh-huh. But anyway, at the close of the school year, my teacher uh, put his arms around me. He gave me, uh, uh, gave me a book. Anyway, he said to me, of all the people I've ever taught, I want you to learn. Yeah. And, yeah. It still gets to you now. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah. But uh, that was powerful. Yeah. And, uh, and, 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 and there's an awful lot that I, I taught myself, really, just because just by being able to read. And this is another thing. Please teach your children to read. Mm-hmm. When you can read, you can teach yourself. Uh, I taught myself Greek. I taught myself Hebrew and uh, just a number of things that I, that I taught myself 
Yeah, uh, just by being able to read. I, you know, I think about kind of the situation in Milwaukee now, and, and young kids, uh, you know, stolen cars, and right. you know, different things. And I just think they need a big mama in yes. their lives. Yes. You know, yes, yes, to yes. lift yes. them up, to yes. let them know that they can rise above Ex- all of this. Exactly, exactly, yeah. exactly. And 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 you know, if, if children are constantly hearing negative things, you know. Is you're going to be nothing, you know. You're not going to amount to anything. You're going to be a thief, or mm-hmm. you're going to be a prostitute. And you put that. If you're significant to them, then it's like a self-fulfilling prophecy. They're going. To, we tend to become what people say we are. Mm-hmm. That goes for all of us. Yeah. You know, if someone is significant to you, if they don't mean anything to you, they're not significant. Well. What they say means nothing. Right. But uh, if they're significant, uh, you, you know, we tend to become what people say that we are. Right. So, I think when I think of that, I think how important it is for parents to help children navigate their friendships. Yes, exactly. You know? Exactly. In fact, there's a passage in the Bible, um, evil companions corrupt yeah. good manners. And, and, and we're influenced by our peers. Um even in our, even in our old age, mm-hmm. our, our dress style, mm-hmm. <laughs> our hairstyles, all of these things, right. we are influenced by our peers. And and of course, in a church situation, we know that we're going to be influenced by our peers. And so we try to put, we try to have some good peers mm-hmm. and some good uh, influences uh, uh, for others because I mean that it's normal. We we're, we're influenced by our. Uh, our, our peers and, Absolutely. Uh, and our significant others. Yeah. yeah. You know, you, there's another story that you uh, talk about that I just love. And that is uh, when you were, you were really discouraged and you were at the bus stop and uh, thinking about this preaching thing. <laughs> maybe not for me. <laughs> it's encouraging to know that someone remembers <laughs> some parts of my sermon. So sometimes I wonder, you know, is, is, is anyone getting this? Is, is, is this registered with anybody? And so it's very encouraging uh, to know that, uh, it, it's, you know, someone is, is listening. Yes, I was, um, this was in the early 70s, 1970s, and I was standing on the corner of third and center street in milwaukee Mm -hmm. waiting for a bus and i was thinking you know people don't change uh you know you preach and and they don't change they don't listen to you they don't change they keep doing uh, what they're doing and so preaching is a waste of time and so i'm i'm going to serve god as a social worker and uh, because i did i worked for six and a half years uh, with Milwaukee County as a child protective service uh, social worker, and uh, and and I was thinking, uh, just self talk is I, I'm going to stop preaching. I'm I'm, I'm not going to preach another sermon. Um, not going to preach anymore. And 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 as I was thinking that, uh, and and yeah, I, I didn't expect these these emotions usually right. don't come out beautifully. Yeah, but anyway. <laughs> Uh, a lady tapped me on the shoulder, and she said, Are you Reverend Malone? And I said, Yes. And she said, My brother was heavy, heavily into drugs on the east side of Milwaukee, and he heard you preach. His life has changed. Please keep preaching. Don't stop preaching. Keep preaching. 
And that was in the 1970s. And from that day to this, I have never entertained the thought right. of not preaching. I mean, just that one. And, and, and again, I look for God in everything. Yeah. And that had to be God for me. Right, right. Uh, and, and, it's, and, and providence is, you know, God's care and concern for his creation. But the significant thing is, is the timing. Mm-hmm. And if you read the book of Esther, you'll, you'll just see God's name isn't mentioned in the book of Esther, but you'll see God throughout the book of Esther uh, arranging things. Uh, there was an, uh, a plot to assassinate the king, and it just so happened that the two people who were making this plot, they, they voiced it at a time when Mordecai could hear it. I mean, they could have they could have talked yeah. about this at any time, but the significant thing is the timing of it. And same way, what the lady said to me, she could have said that at any time, you know, any place. But it was significant because of what I was thinking, thinking. Yeah. at the time. Yeah. And uh, and again, that was so profound uh, that well, it still touches me today when Absolutely. I think about it. Absolutely. Yeah. That is great. We're going to take a short break, and we're going to come back, and I'm going to talk a little bit more with Pastor Julius Malone, some of my favorite stories. Stay with us. Not completing high school is more of a social thing than it was an academic thing. Even though all these years have passed, I still had that longing to have my diploma. I have a mentor, and she convinced me to continue my education. No one receives a diploma alone. If you're even considering getting your high school diploma, go get it. You can do it. Find free adult education classes near you at finishyourdiploma.org. When times get dark, we can't see the help that's all around us. Let 211 be your guiding light for help with food, health care, and other resources. 211, how can I help you? Call 211 or visit 211.org. 211, get connected, get help. Welcome back to the 411 Live. I'm Beverly Taylor and I'm joined by Pastor Julius R. Malone, pastor teacher of New Testament Church of Milwaukee, and my pastor. Brought him here because he just tells all these uh, great stories uh, from the pulpit, and I think more people should hear them. But also just just talk about some of his life experiences and the things that he has learned or the, the things that he has been able to stand on because he knows Christ. Um, you know, I was thinking, it's been several years, mm-hmm. but remember when I worked on the church newsletter? Yes. And I would have you do a little article, a little something, something. Right. And this particular time, uh, Mrs. Malone had had a brain aneurysm mm-hmm. and had gone through just suffering and, you know, the whole bit and came out of it. Yes. And I said, I want you to write an article about that experience, okay. but I want you to come from a personal, that husband perspective, yes. not that teacher pastor. Okay. You know, and you wrote it from the heart. Yes. And people commented on that article. They loved it because they got to see that personal side of you. Um, 
and how you walk through it, mm-hmm. which I think helped them. And in, we're in a time, you know, with the pandemic, so many people have lost loved ones. Yes. Um, so looking at that, 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 that walk through there, you know, it's, it's one thing when it's happening to you, but it's another thing when it's happening yes. to somebody you love. Yes. Right? Yes. Yes. And you're a human being. Yes. So I know that was tough. It, it was extremely difficult, very extremely difficult, because sometimes she would wake up in the middle of the night just screaming. Oh, wow. Literally screaming in pain. And what was so frustrating, well, I, there was an, all I could do was pray for her, mm-hmm. you know, but, and, and it, I was just helpless, you know, I just really felt, felt uh, helpless. And uh, we'd go to emergency, and... Uh, she had an aneurysm, and, and they were, the doctors were treating her for a migraine headache. Oh. Yes. And uh, they'd give her medication, so on, send her home. And, uh, and, and sometimes, like I say, in the middle of the night, you know, and, and, and the last uh, time before the aneurysm was discovered, I took her to the hospital, and there was a young doctor there, and, and I told him that... Uh, I'm not taking her home to you find out what's what is wrong. You know, this this is not a migraine. Something is is wrong. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, and I understand that there are, I believe three things that would cause uh, that type of headache. And uh, an aneurysm, of course, was one of them. And uh, but anyway, he did all the tests, and they discovered that she did have uh, an aneurysm. Yeah. And she was rushed to Brayton um, uh, Hospital, and surgery was done the next day uh, to take care of that. Uh, but it was really a very, very difficult time in my life. Uh, once again, because number one, there was nothing I could do yeah. for her but but pray, and and of course take it to the doctor. And uh, uh, thank God that. Uh, and and you know, here's another thing too: is is thank God for pain. What if they had given her a medication uh, to um, alleviate the pain? Exactly. And you know, the, yeah. the same thing happened to me is uh, I had some stomach complications in uh, 2013. And, uh, and, and as I prayed about it, um, I, I don't hear voices, uh, but I got a strong impression is you have cancer. Find out where it is before it spreads. And that was all. <laughs> That's right. That, that was all. And so I, I went to my primary, and I uh, I didn't tell him what my impression was. I just told him that uh, I wanted to rule out uh, cancer. You know, I told him that I had uh, some stomach uh, complication. I wanted to rule out cancer. And uh, so um, we started with um, an X-ray of the lungs, and we went. We just had a lot of x-rays, a lot of things. And so finally, um, the doctor thought, well, perhaps it could be acid reflux. And so he sent me to a specialist for that. And the specialist did all kinds of tests and so on. And uh, they gave me some of the best medication on the market. Mm-hmm. But the, uh, the pain didn't go away. So thank God again for pain. This was stage three of pancreatic cancer, all right? And my impression was, you have cancer, find out where it is, have it removed before it spreads. Right. And so finally I ended up 
with uh, Dr. Uh, uh, Evans, and in December of uh, uh, 2013, uh, he diagnosed pancreatic cancer. And uh, they started, uh, they set me up for chemo and all this kind of things. And, and, and of course, I found out later from the nurse is that, you know, when they assigned me to chemo and all these kinds of things, that they really didn't expect to see me again. They, they did not. Didn't think you would survive? No, they did not. In fact, <laughs> in fact, the, uh, when I would go in after the surgery, I'd go in for my checkup and everything, and, and the nurse said, you know, I want you to pray for me. There's something to this prayer thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because a lot of people were praying for me. But, but anyway, uh, I was diagnosed with stage 3 pancreatic cancer. And uh, it was somewhat of a relief, really, because I'd gotten this impression that I had cancer. Find out where it is, have it removed before it spreads. And it was really because, okay, now I know what's causing the pain. Right. And uh, now we can take steps to remove it. And a lot of people will say like, uh, uh, and, and they said this to me, well, if God told you that, impressed upon you that you have it, you know, why do you even have to go to the doctor? Why don't you just, why doesn't God just heal you? Well, I, I gave a, a, a series of messages on and, and this is in my book also, Going Through the Storms of Life, is that there are some things through which God wants to take us for our good and for his glory. And so he doesn't necessarily want to take us out of everything. In fact, um, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, God took them through the fiery furnace because there was more glory there. And if you read Daniel chapter right. 3, you'll see the glory. Just read the whole chapter and you'll see that. Daniel chapter 6 with the lion's den, the same thing. So do you think it was for for us who saw this or was it for you? Both. Okay. It was for both. It was because, it, 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 you know, it was a chance for me to walk by faith rather than by feelings. It, it was a chance for me to, in fact, I learned a lot by going through this. Mm -hmm. and, and all the while... I was not, I, I mean, the, the possibility of death, that never entered my mind. It, it just never occurred to me is that you could die from this. And the reason that it didn't, that, that didn't, was not on my radar is because if God was going to call me home, why would he... Tell you about the cancer. Exactly. Why, yeah. would he, why would he do that? Why would he tell me, you have cancer, find out where it is, have it removed? And, and, and then why didn't he remove it? Because there's some things through which he wants to take us. And many people, uh, as you know, there is a, a YouTube, uh, just Google Pastor Malone Surgery, uh, where I, in fact, the whole staff that worked with me uh, is on the YouTube. And here's a, here again, look for God in everything. What happened is after my surgery, uh, the doctor and the nurses, they were telling me, a lot of things that they thought they were going to have to do that they didn't have to do. They thought they were going to have to send me home with a feeding tube. They didn't have to do that. There were just a number of things. Right. The surgery didn't take as long as they thought it was going to take. It wasn't as complicated as they thought it was going to be. That's why that nurse said that. Yeah, and, and right. And, something and, and, must be to this prayer exactly, thing. Exactly, exactly. And, and what I wanted to do is people were praying for me all over the world. 
And I wanted to say thanks to them. And so I wanted to do a YouTube where I could say thanks to everybody. And I asked the doctor, I said, all I want, I want you to do is just mention some of the things that you thought you were going to have to do that you didn't have to do. Mm -hmm. Because I want people to see the power of, of prayer. prayer and of their prayers. Yeah. And he said, well, I, uh, I would have to script, you know, if I, I go on camera and so on, I'd have to script it. Okay, so all I wanted him to do was just mention some of the things that he thought he was going to have to do that he didn't have to do. Well, what he did is he got together the whole staff. So they're all on <laughs> Yes, there. everybody, the, the, uh, the, the oncologist, the uh, radiologist, I mean, the whole staff, everybody, everyone, the whole team. Right. I, a team would be a better word, not staff, but team. The whole team's on the YouTube. But as you watch that YouTube, understand, I didn't ask for that. I got that. I didn't ask for that. Right. And so that was just God, because all I asked him to do was just point out some of the things that he thought he was going to have to do that he didn't have to do. And the surgery was in August of uh, uh, 2014, and it was successful. And, of course, after uh, surgery, pancreatic surgery, you know, they, they check every three months for a while, then it goes to every six months, and then it goes to a year. And, so uh, the bottom line, you're okay. Exactly. In yeah. fact, September of, uh, of last year, uh, the doctor said that I've never had pancreatic cancer to return after seven, seven years, so you don't need to see me anymore. So Praise I'm, I'm cancer-free, and I don't Praise need God. to see the doctor anymore regarding that. Our time is gone. That was fast, wasn't it? <laughs> I told you. <laughs> well, because it's so fast, I'm going to get you to stay, sure. and we're going to do a part two, um, because there's a lot more. Because you, you address, because a lot of people say, why did God allow this to happen? Yes. And you have some, some yes, reasons. Yes, yes, And I want yes. people to hear that okay. so they can, can know. And then that hope, that mantra, see God in everything, yes. that will help people get through a lot okay. of stuff. Okay. All right. So thank you. Okay. And thank you for joining us for another edition. Hey, we are a nonprofit organization. So if you're so inclined, go to our website, the411live.org, and partner with us. Wow, we have a lot to talk about, so please come back for part two when I talk to Pastor Malone. For now, I'm Beverly Taylor, and this is the 411 Live, real people, real talk. If you would like to check out past episodes, there are many ways. Go to your favorite podcast platform, follow us on Twitter and Instagram, like and watch us on Facebook, watch and subscribe to our YouTube channel. And if you have suggestions for future episodes, go to our website, the411live.org.